Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is concertinist Jody Kresko. If you don't know what a concertina is, that's normal. Jody will explain everything. Just know that you're in for a treat. Jody Kresko is definitely one of my favorite people to play with. While I'm wandering around at night at the festivals, I listen for that unique quality that only jams with concertinas can have. It's like you're meeting a German hiker on the Appalachian Trail. Foreign, but compatible. So, due to some technical difficulties, I lost our bonus track. But don't worry, it was just Spotted Pony, which, as much as I love the tune, I may have to put an embargo on it for a bit anyway. So instead, I'm including a track from my album for download. It's a banjo tune I wrote with trumpet and upright bass, and I'm really proud of it. Stick around after our session to learn how to hear and download that tune and support Get Up In The Cool. Jody Kreskel is a delight, so I hope you need to be delighted right now, because you're going to be. I spent all day reading Facebook articles about Monday night's debate, so preparing this episode for you all was so helpful to my psyche and my soul. Concertinas, you guys, they exist. I have proof. Spread the good news. I hope you enjoy my time with Jody as much as I enjoyed it, and as much as I think that he enjoyed it. We had a really good time, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, without further ado, Jody Kreskel. Enjoy, everybody. Yeah. 
Where's that tune from? No idea. No idea? Me neither. <laughs> it sounds like it could be old, could be new. Feels feels uh, feels both. Yeah, it feels both. <laughs> that was definitely new what we just I did. Don't know. <laughs> I just it's it's one of the There's this great jam that I go to every Monday night at Lowlands, and this is one that we play almost every time I go. So Yeah. Two chords. Feels more complicated than two chords. Feels more <laughs> harmonically and emotionally sophisticated than a, just a two chord song. But it's definitely, definitely a good one. It feels yeah. Good. It's, it's the it's the uh, what what is that quality? This is simple, but yeah. it's deep. Or it's, well, there's some there's one, both things going on at once. There's some one chord old time tunes that have incredible yeah. harmonic tension and. <laughs> It's hard to say exactly why. I don't know how that that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Jody, Criscall, Cruskull. 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 I've I've had a an awful time of starting all these podcasts with saying like introducing the person's name wrong because I it's so, such a casual culture, you know. I we uh, just say okay. first name and I'm I never nameless. said your last name. I'm just name. a face to you. <laughs> Jody Kruskal. Kruskal. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I went on, on Google Maps and I found my village. Your village? Yeah. Kruskalna. Where's that? In Latvia. And you could Google it too and see this tiny little, there's like four houses at a crossroads that we assume that, where else could we be from? Sure. I mean, I've never heard those. Kruskalna, my village. I've never heard those syllables together <laughs> before in a name or town name or anywhere. But I don't think yeah. they play concertinas there. No. <laughs> no. What yeah, what are you playing? What is this this little little monster oh, this you're is playing? A, <laughs> this is an Anglo concertina. It's a squeeze box, you know, of course that would be anything with bellows. 
But it's, you know, it's got this bellows. It's got... And it's got six sides. Um, and it's it's smaller than a football. Or maybe it's, you know, it's about the size of sure. a football. It's about a football. Yeah. Um, yeah and uh, it's got lots of buttons on both sides. So there's no chords. So I've got melody on the right. Going push, draw, push, draw, push, draw, push, draw. So I'm going in and out to change the notes. And then you, any one button has two notes. Is it always push in the order of and push draw. and draw? So it's not no, set. No, no, it's not in okay. all this. Because no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't it, is it set up the same as a harmonica? It's exactly the same as a harmonica. So but it's like having six harmonicas. Six all, harmonicas. All like at your fingertips. That and sounds... you can't and you can't bend any notes, right? There's no bending. Can you, can you like if you push hard enough or pull hard enough, will it? Oh, it will a little bit. A little bit, but not. Well, that's that's significant. <laughs> <laughs> only on the lowest notes, right? And it only makes that sort of farting sound. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> slightly rude. I was gonna say that was the concertina. Yeah. <laughs> so good. the left hand side is low. Okay. And I do accompaniment onto the left hand. Is the left hand set up the same way? But just um, lower? Not exactly, but yeah. It, this instrument is such a mystery to it's me. It's a total mystery. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> it out. I picked one up once and I was like, what is going on? This is... I mean, banjo uh, is... For those of you who've never played a banjo before, it's it's set up in an extremely illogical way, especially old-time banjo. It's you have to learn, you know, at least two different tunings and uh, and then capo or tune up um, depending on uh, and each of the strings in each of those tunings is a different interval away from every other string. And that on top of that, the right hand technique is extremely limiting. Now, through all those limitations, there's some really awesome potential and yes rhythmic. It's the limitations that make it so much fun and the and the concertina i feel like is like a banjo times 10 as far as like the sort of mad scientist sort of like crazy uh element of it but you make it well, sound real natural <laughs> if you want logic yeah. Uh, if you want logic and consistency, go to a piano keyboard. Because sure. Because there you've got it all there. It's yeah. all laid out for you in this beautiful graphic black and white yeah. thing. And, 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 and A is always an A. Uh -huh. And every time you push that key, you get that sound. But on the concertina, there might be three or two, at least, ways to play every note. Right. And if you didn't have all those different ways to play every note, you'd never be able to get any music out of it at yeah. all because you need alternates. <laughs> because you can't push on one hand and draw on the other oh my goodness. simultaneously. You either are pushing or drawing. So anyway, if you wrap if you wrap your lips around a harmonica, yeah, it's something like it sounds something like this. Right, blow and suck. That's my right hand and my left hand. Almost the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's this big fat one chord, which in this case is a G, because I'm playing because these come in keys. I'm playing a G D Anglo concertina. A goddamn Anglo concertina. Goddamn Anglo concertina. Those Anglos everywhere. So what's Anglo culture, man? That's what I'm into. 
What's what's the difference between an Anglo and an English concertina? Oh. You've described it to me, and I'm pretty sure I immediately forgot it. Uh, so <laughs> well, the Anglo is actually um, it, it, over the over the the years, over the centuries, century or two centuries that this yeah. has been around. Um, it originally was a German concertina. It's a German invention. This push pull yeah. a harmonica idea. Sure. Uh, but almost simultaneously as it was invented in Germany, it was invented so something similar, a little box with buttons that could play stuff in England. So in, in, in Germany, it was Ulig who invented it, and in, in England, it was Wheatstone who invented it, and he okay. came up with his own system that had nothing to do with the harmonica. Right. And if you want to play a scale, it's also a little button with box, yeah. know, a little box with buttons, but if you want to play a scale, it goes... Right, left, right, left, yeah, you gotta right, shoot left, back right, and left, forth. right, left, right, left, right, on and up. And it doesn't matter what direction you go. Right. Because the two reeds, you need a reed for pushing and a reed for drawing, but they're, right. but they're th at the same pitch on mm -hmm. the English concertina. But not so with this Anglo. And it was the Germans that invented it. And then, oh, I could... It, 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 then it became <laughs> the... The English improved it. So then it became the Anglo-German, you know, 40 years later. Okay. Yeah, you know, invented in 1838 or something, and then improved by the English in the 1850s and 60s. And so they called it, to distinguish it from those crummy German boxes, called the, the <laughs> Anglo-German concertina. And then, of course, the English and the Germans didn't really get along very well, yeah. so the English dropped the German part, so it just became... Anglo. So really, Anglo concertina and English concertina are both from England. Okay. <laughs> or from the UK. But uh, in Germany, they still have these instruments, and they call, just call that concertina. Concertina, yeah. They just call it concertina. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't go through all this mess. <laughs> categories. Don't call do. them Brazil nuts in Brazil. Just nuts. Just nuts. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't you know why they call Brazil nuts. It sounded really good. <laughs> yeah, I can only assume. And when we're done with this, we can go have some French fries from yeah. France. Freedom fries. You remember that? Yes. That happened like that was... 10 years ago. Or more than that. Oh my goodness. Let's not talk about let's that. Make, let's make America great again. <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. Let's play a tune. Yeah, let's uh, let's play a tune before Stop we talk much longer. Talking. Let's play this uh, Sylvie. Talk, tell us about Swaggering Sylvie. Oh yeah. So you, you got a little blurb at the bottom. A joyous sort of old-timey Juliana Johnson tune. The chords came to me directly from the way I sing that Lead Belly classic, Bring Me Little Water Sylvie. Hence the title. Oh, kind of, I guess I'd... <laughs> bring me little water, Sylvie. Bring me little water now. Bring me little water, Sylvie. Yeah. <laughs> Every little once in a while. I don't know, actually. They're not actually... They're kind of like that. Thank you. 
Stepping at the end of the A, are you? I couldn't tell what you wanted to do. I was, I was like, is, is he throwing the foot up for the A or for the B? I couldn't tell. Oh, that's right. I put it up at the wrong. I was, I was, I, instead of saying last time through. You're welcome to say that. I blur, could have. Blurt out whatever you want to say. This microphone makes me not want to say that. But I know you did give me express permission. Oh, yeah. So that tune is from my book, my first book of tunes called Feet in the Clouds. Yeah. Feet in the clouds and this is all tunes for dances uh contra dancing i played a played a dance last night to, yeah contra dancing i've never been to a contra dance what i've never gotten oh, around to man. it i know that they're in philly and they're available to me i just haven't done it yet what's what's the contra dance tradition i know i've heard this <laughs> i've heard this thrown around southern tunes and northern tunes does that have something to do with contra dancing too i guess um well, contra dancing is like square. You ever ever gone to a square? I have dance? gone to square dances. Yeah, you know, swing your partner, do si do, and then there's a lady. There's all these things you can do. These moves. Right? Yeah. Well, it's just like that, except it's in long lines. Okay. And it's uh, and historically, it's it was done in New England. That's mm-hmm. that's it's the New England rural communities that kept this alive when you know. When people were on to bigger and better and newer things like Ragtime and sure. Charleston and the Waltz and, you know, back when people were dancing for fun, mm-hmm. um, which they still do. We still do that. But sometimes you could in Philadelphia, could. you could dance I for could. fun. It's just uh, I guess it's like not part of the uh, zeitgeist anymore. It's like there's so many things to do for fun. And it's like, why do something for free for fun when you could spend all your money and go into debt for fun? <laughs> well, it costs about the same as going to a movie, say. Sure, sure. You don't do that either because it's too expensive. I'm sure, <laughs> Sometimes, every once in a while. Every once in a while. Well, it's yeah. the same sort. But now, if you played for contra dances, you get to get, not That's... only do you get in free, <laughs> they pay you to do it. That's going to be my end. We're going to get into the... Are there a lot of banjo players? Here, here's the thing. No. What's the music for contra dance? Because I hear that it's often piano players and fiddlers. Yes. But I know that some old-time bands play contra dances. And they grumble about it. <laughs> they grumble about it? Okay. It's got its own set of rules. Yeah, what are the... For, um, well, I just wrote an article about this. It's uh, in, in the... It just got published uh, this, just a couple weeks ago, and it's, it's actually online, too. There's an excerpt from the uh, New York Folklore Society. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, but so... so the answers to your questions, they're on the tip of my tongue. I mean, I can just okay. tell you right now, but it would take up all the podcast time. All right. So, but anyway, I, I, I like to, I play <laughs> Anglo concertina at, um, at contra dances. There aren't very many Anglo concertina players right. that play for contra dances. Right. They're not the only one, but there's just not, <clears throat> it's not your typical instrument. And it's also not your typical instrument for old time music either. Right. At all. What's, what's been your experience... <laughs> playing how long have you when did you get into old time music and uh how long have you been well it's, it? it's interesting because it was the contra dance that that brought me in i i well this instrument i heard growing up because my brother plays for english music gotcha morris dancing and that kind of thing so i heard all these tunes on the anglo and then later on in college i picked one up and decided that it really was a very cool thing and I should play it too. Did you play anything before? Yeah, I, I'm I'm a composer and 
I sing. I'm a vocalist, but I also play saxophone and okay, a little piano, right, and right. I, I play guitar and mandolin and a bunch of other things. But I don't usually bring them out. Right. They're just useful, fun. I mean, at a party I might play. Mm-hmm. But uh, not to perform. But anyway, so I'm, so I'm playing the concertina and I'm getting kind of like addicted to it. Yeah. In my 20s. And so then I move to New York City and I start hanging out with some very wonderful musicians. Did you, were Fiddlers. You, were you born in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me that. But, so, but I ended up coming, moving here yeah. in my 20s and, and uh, hanging out with, uh, with Michael Gorin, who's quite a fiddler. And he knew lots of fiddle tunes and ta- started teaching them to me. So I was trying to play like Michael, mm-hmm. which was really eye-opening. Uh, and then like Sam. And then like Bill, and then like all the other fiddlers who I've been associating with for the past thirty years, and we, but back then, when I had first moved to New York, we we wanted to start a contra dance band. Yeah. So it was Michael and Sam on fiddle. This is Michael Gorin and Sam Zygmuntovich playing fiddles, and Michael played all the northern tunes, and Sam played all the southern tunes. Gotcha. Although they were, they both knew, you know. Everyone plays Kitchen Girl, right? Right. Maybe, right? So, but it was new to me. So, uh-huh. I, so anyway, I learned all these tunes as fast as I possibly could on concertina because no one told me you, you can't <laughs> play southern tunes on concertina. <laughs> I just, uh, I didn't learn that until just a few years ago. <laughs> Too late now. Maybe if they would have known, they would have told you no, but they didn't even think to tell you no. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> so we started Grand Picnic. Which is still going on. I've heard of Grand Picnic. It's a contra dance band. Well, we just played the Baltimore Midwinter Ball. That's mm. kind of your neighborhood. Um, and Sam, I think Sam won like first place uh, Galax back in '73 yeah. or something. <laughs> um, so he's you know he's quite a fiddler, and so he brought that whole Southern influence into the contra dance music that we were playing. Yeah. With two fiddles, concertina, bass, and piano. The piano player, though, is a great old... Bill Peak is a great old-time banjo player. Okay. And a beautiful guitar player, too. So he's a kind of... And plays a hammer dulcimer and other... Mm. Who knows what Bill plays or anything, as far as I can tell. But he was our pianist. So he had this sort of banjo-y kind of way of playing the piano that wasn't... Always that um chick um chick um chick um chick um chick right. kind of contra dance thing. So that band, Grand Picnic, was the first band that I know of yeah. to cross the divide of North and South and and play old time tunes for contra dancing in a way that worked for the contra dancers. Interesting. It wasn't just like an old time string band that was going to play a contra dance. It was we all we were all dancers. We, and had been at contra dances for years and knew what was needed musically from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet, we also played, you know, tunes from Quebec and New England and, and to the Shetlands and England. And, and, and originals. And, and originals, lots yeah. of originals. This whole whole book. I haven't looked at the end ed, end of this book because it's all jigs. And jigs are very scary for claw, for old time banjo players. Yeah, well, 
is that? You can't seem to play. I, I, I was playing with a, a guitar player, who, a, a new guitar player to us, uh, uh, and trying to get him to play for the dances. And he's an old time guy. And Jigs, wow, it's just like another, a foreign language to him. Uh -huh. He got it, though, uh -huh. because he's very skilled and versatile. But I think there's some that I could make work, but I've been thinking about maybe trying to pick up a tenor. You know, learn him on that because I think that would work a lot better than the claw hammer stroke being somehow misappropriated well, for a jig. You could be the one that figures out how to translate it into you know translate cut time into six eight. But at what cost? <laughs> at what cost? Well, when I go to Clifftop, yeah, I pay a high cost for being a concertina player. Yeah, and although I do play other instruments, I don't bring them. I don't want to play them. At Clifftop, which is, you know, an old-time festival, really uh, serious old-time music. Nothing but old times. No jigs are played, for instance, right. at, that I heard, ever, for the whole week, 10 days I was there. So the cost, you're, are you referring to curmudgeons? Old-time curmudgeons? Yeah. Yeah, you're referring yeah. to old-time curmudgeons, sure. Well, it's a social cost, you know. Social cost. I walk into a group of people with my concertina and... Um, they have to decide, am I going to stay in this jam? <laughs> With the concertina. That's right. Do I want to spend the rest of my night with uh, this this uh, wild card? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. Is now, that not you're, how you're you... really putting yourself in the curmudgeon's shoes, aren't you? <laughs> I don't. That's not how I feel. My my impression is that oh, good Jody's coming around. Get over here. Join what a our jam. What a treat. I concertina. Feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel. My impression is that you're netting positive. There may be social yeah. cost, but that the... I found that uh, the old-time community, even the curmudgeons, have been pretty pretty welcoming. But maybe that's just me as a banjo player. I, well, as a whole, I'd say you're right. Uh, but as a banjo player, you're one of them automatically. You're wearing... You got the right instrument. But when I come up with a concertina... Um, well, some people are... are, are, are even if they've never seen one, they're, they're like, oh, wow, what's that? That's cool. Yeah, Let's yeah. play. Um, or other people. Like, also, at, at, at night, no one can see what I've got. Uh -huh. So I, <laughs> I come into a jam, and it's like, wow, I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. Yeah. It's like they don't have to worry about the fact that it's a concert. Yeah. You know? It's like slipping vegetables. But into... a, a, few, <laughs> a few times I was either you know asked to like go away. Yeah. <laughs> or... Um, or asked to not sit down, or uh -huh. whatever. Uh, that's fine. I'm glad you. I'm glad you <laughs> stuck it out. I'm glad you. Well, I think endure I might. Go, it. I think I might go back again this year. It's really fun. Please, I, I love it. Wait, how long have you been going to Clifftop? I've only gone ones? twice. Okay, so you were there the last two years. Uh, well, I skipped a year in between. Okay, because I didn't meet you the first year. I met you at Gennaro two years ago. That's right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Gennaro was cool. Gennaro playing was there in the woods. Swatting mosquitoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a very nice uh, little festival. That's like, you know, uh, maybe three or 400 people tops. Yeah. Um, you get to know the people you're playing with. You kind of get to know everybody. Yeah. Or, or just, maybe it's not even 400. It's more, maybe it's more yeah. like 200. But um, Clifftop's more like 5,000. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> the count list last year. It was insane. From... Like twenty five different countries uh -huh. too. Yeah, I was hanging I, out with a lot of. I got to a lot of Danish the, folks. Yeah, I got Swiss to, folks. Swiss. I played with a Japanese fella and also 
um, there was a whole encampment of English called Little England. Little England. There. I mean, this and this could have happened. I mean, you might not know anything about it because you just didn't run to those. You don't. There's these circles of association yeah. at Clifftop. It's really interesting. Yeah. Socially, it's a whole world of its own. Yeah. Uh, which is part of what makes it so great. But also, um, it's just nonstop old time and, and you just immerse yourself in it. So, um, And I, I definitely did that. So that's fun. What should we play next? Let's do your um, Flying South. I just need to... Oh, yeah? One. And you also wanted... There's another one you wanted to play. Crazy Focaccia, right? Yeah, let's do that one afterwards. After Flying South. No, uh, that must be nice to have an instrument that you don't need to... That you don't need to tune. However, you need to invest in multiple keys, I guess. So that's the, the I, drawback. How many concertinas do you have? Oh, a handful. Different keys. Well, I've, this is a hand. This is two handfuls. Each concertina <laughs> is two handfuls. How many? I don't know. Um, quite a few. Quite a few. But I've, when I go to play an English country dance, yeah. um, which is not old time, I bring four of them. Okay. But when I go to old time jam, I can pretty much just bring one. Right, right. I bring the GD. But if you guys want to play in C, right. which every once in a while happens, I'd rather have my CG concertina. And if you want to play an F or B flat, which does happen on occasion, I'll really be missing my B flat F concertina that I left at home because yeah. I don't bring it out because. 50, I would go to 50 sessions and not play it. Yeah. And then the 51st comes along and they want to play F tunes. I'll just listen. All right, kick it off. Thank you. 
started that one a little faster than I wanted to. Oh, did you? <laughs> well, that's uh, we worked it out. That's on the slow side for for contra dance. Oh, that you do that be, one real fast? That would be way too slow. But then I guess I got the whole the whole band to yeah. help me out chugging along. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that one's really cool. That one's got that. Uh, it's got that pentatonic mode that's, uh, sorry for listeners who aren't interested in music theory, but it's it goes, instead of like one, minor three, four, five, mi- uh, or minor seven, one, it goes one, two, four, five, minor seven, one. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, yeah. Like, but I- yeah, it's like the same. It's like a pentatonic, but it's like it's like a mode of the pentatonic scale, and it like starts on a different. It's it, the sound is. Yeah, every once in a while so I hear gives that. Gives it that quality, right? Yeah, as opposed to. Yeah, it's, it has a very like sort of open, mysterious. Kind of sound to it mm-hmm. because it's it's really not minor or major. There's no no thirds in this melody. I, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Wow, you're onto something there. Yeah. I do like that that kind of tune. Yeah. That especially ones where you're not quite sure what key it's in because yeah. it's kind of in both or in two yeah. different keys. You're not quite sure where where do is where the one is because it uh-huh. it's vague. It, if you think about it, one way it's there, and and that there's that sense of mystery that you that you mentioned. I like that. Yeah, I think I've heard that mode used a lot in like Native American music, like Native American flute music, maybe. Well, I, don't know. I play with an Indonesian gamelan. Okay, so maybe that's where I got it from. You play in a gamelan ensemble. Where is that redundant, uh, redundant to say gamelan ensemble? Because the gamelan is the ensemble. Gamelan means orchestra. It's an yeah. Yeah, so I play in an orchestra. Orchestra, and yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It's what an you... experimental gamelan. We're not we're not playing traditional Indonesian okay. music, which is where the orchestra, the tuning and the the instruments style of building those instruments comes from. You know, Indonesia, Java, Bali, Sumatra, yeah, and and thousands of islands there. Who do you play with? It's called Son of Lion. Son of Lion. Yeah, uh, um, and it was. Uh, it's mostly built here, um, but some of the the big gongs come from 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 Indonesia. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and it's a composer's collective. So we're all writing music. Yeah. Um, for this gamelan, and there's maybe ten of us that play it, and it's been going on for a long, long time. Do you, uh... since the seventies. I mean, how how well do is it? How do you compose for for a gamelan? I mean, do, they have different modes and stuff, and like things that don't necessarily fit into. Do you put it on five lines and dots? Oh, I do. You do, but do not, compose- not all of us do. Okay, because there is no standard way to compose for gamelan. Right. I, I mean, or well, actually, put it another way, uh, I'm traditional music is is learned by ear. Yeah, you, there are no dots of any kind. You, you know things on paper yeah. you learn it from your dad yeah you know learn it from your dad <laughs> you learn it from your dad that's how you learn to play gamelan and um uh, but that that's not what we do so every composer has their own strategy sure. for how to write it i actually like to use 
uh, Finale, which is a music software yeah. for writing down dots on staff. Oh, you're a Finale guy. Well, huh? you can you can you can have it not display the staff. Uh huh. And you can have those noteheads be numbers. Right. You can do anything you want with it. Right. But it's really convenient for composing because you can cut and paste and rearrange right. things, and it all print out a nice new sheet that. I used to use scissors and I would cut, actually cut and paste, you know, with glue oh, and white out. And, and if you wanted to add 20 measures, you had to like physically cut the page and then reform. It was like, what a pain though. It was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a pain in the ass it was. Yeah. Uh, um, so anyway, I, I, I have one on my website. There's one piece I've written called Blue Box that... Uh, has gamelan accompaniment and concertina in as a solo instrument interesting along okay. with fiddle and some other instruments out. there's only three notes that are in common <laughs> <laughs> all the others are out of tune oh yeah getting ready to play that crazy percussion oh you want to play crazy percussion huh? i do cool you're coming over here playing all my original tunes it's so nice yeah, man, I like these tunes a lot. I have a, a contradance band that's not Grand Picnic. It's called Squeezology. Uh-huh. And it plays all of my original tunes that's great. and dances, including Crazy for Kasha. So you taught this to me and Brian at, uh, at Gennaro this last summer. And it's it's got this sort of renaissance, stately, kind of noble dance kind of thing to it. I didn't really learn it until I figured out that it's better in a different tuning. But I'm ready now. See, so you think it's in D. There's a D. Because it starts in D. Yeah. So yeah, D. D must be one. (laughs) And now you're not so sure. Oh, that first phrase ends in D. Wait a second. When you end a phrase, usually you end on one. Yeah. But now we're in G. So anyway, that's this is sort of this restless sense of tonality that I like, and this tune's got it in you know in spades. I might have us uh, cut right to me being in tune because I just realized I got to be in G tuning. So oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Oh yeah, here right. we are. It, it, it's it's in G tuning. You see, this is gotta gotta confuse the banjo player. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> G tuning is more more friendly for changing keys. I think that's why bluegrass players, oh. you know, just stay in standard. Oh, do they? They don't. Do they not changing? I think sometimes they capo keys. up, but I think they stay in standard G tuning. I don't know. I don't know what those guys do. <laughs> Thank you. 
love that tune. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, I love it. Oh, uh, the the way you learned it, which was Brian uh-huh. <laughs> and and you and me sitting on the swing set or on the pic, picnic <laughs> table there by the lake, Lake Gennaro, was. I think Probably I, like one in the morning or something. I think I had just enough whiskey to have the nerve to try to learn that by ear. <laughs> and I taught it to you by ear, which is kind of amazing. But it's, yeah, interestingly, uh, though, it's very different to play this with banjo solo because in a room like this, because I'm really hearing all the ringing of the strings, and that's got its own sort of tonality, which... It's uh, no, it's different than playing it with a piano player, sure, for instance, sure, or you know, with a guitar and bass backup at a dance. Yeah, um, it's, it's uh, all all of those ringing strings. Uh, they make me want to play differently. You know, yeah. I think I hear someone at the door. Yeah, it could be any number of the women, or it could be the <laughs> tenants downstairs. Um. Well, let's do let's do this Josio. Um and so I'm going to go straight to the outro from this. So we'll play and then and then it'll go to me plugging all of your stuff. So Oh, all, yeah, all my CDs and all stuff. All your CDs and, and tune books and everything. How to book your book your multiple yeah. contradance bands and yeah, I'll yeah. get all that information for you and Good. explicitly spell it out so everyone knows right where to go. Uh but uh thanks so much for for doing this. Oh, this has been a pleasure. Yeah, it's good to be in your be in your home with all of your interesting things to inspire my playing. There are so many interesting things to look at that are making me choose <laughs> interesting notes. I'm looking at a, uh, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, a winged horse with bared teeth and there's a, like a bird sculpture and oh, there's, there's Legos. Is that Legos? There's a little bit of everything here. <laughs> Alright, thanks man. Let's play as Josio. Fast? Yeah, let's play fast. Do fast one.
want to learn more about Jody and buy all of his CDs and books, go to jodykreskal.com. J-O-D-Y-K-R-U-S-K-A-L. I'm particularly interested in his new album, Concertina Valentine, 16 Vintage Songs of Love, Lust, and Romantic Notions. Oh boy, that's a good subtitle. Let's read some more, shall we? Choice stories of passion from the giddy to the glorious, featuring an eccentric collection of humorous characters in song. Earnest lovers, self-satisfied gloaters, punsters, dreamers, wimps, heroes, and cads in this happy selection of saucy songs from times gone by. You guys, you need this in your life. Just go to jodycreskel.com and click on the tab in the upper right corner that says buy stuff. It's that simple. I put a link in this episode's description. Also, I found a link to Jody's Gamelon stuff. GamelonSonOfLion.org Gamelon is spelled G-A-M-E-L-A-N Exciting news! I'm going to be a guest on WXPN's Historic Folk Show this Sunday night, October 2nd at 8 o'clock. I'm going to talk about Get Up in the Cool and play a few tunes. Joining me will be my band, Hell Among the Yearlings, featuring former guest on the show, Chris Downadar on fiddle, Peter Oswald on cello, and Kent Ellingson on guitar. I'll also be announcing that October is going to be Get Up in the Cool Month. I'm featuring all my heaviest hitters, including Adam Hurt, Nikos Pappas, David Bass, and Jane Rothfield. We're talking melted faces, people. Not to mention some of the most profound insight into old-time music currently available. I'm really honored to have them all on the show, and after I've thoroughly ingratiated myself to you, I'm going to shamelessly goad you into sharing the show on social media, maybe even chipping in a few bucks. Trust me, there will be new incentives to do so. But I promise you won't miss out on anything if you decide to financially support Get Up In The Cool this week. Just go to CameronDeWitt.com and click on the button that says Patreon. Special thanks to Bridget Cusick for doing just that last week. Enjoy your bonus tracks, Bridget, and enjoy your newly inflated sense of altruism for giving me money when you didn't have to. (laughs) I'm just in awe and so grateful to everyone who's chipped in so far. Thank you so much, friends. And thanks for listening. Come back next week and get up in the cool.